Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for being with us today. We've got a really interesting guest, and we're going to talk a lot about things that we all think about, and that's how we look, cosmetics, how that plays a role. We've got Dr. David Daniels. He's a plastic surgeon in Summit, New Jersey, and he's been in private practice since 1998. And I'm sure he's got a lot of stories about how things have changed over the years. His medical expertise combined with his patient and professional manner manner, has created a successful and well-respected practice. Dr. Daniels is held in high esteem by both colleagues and patients. He's built his practice on his dedication and patient referrals. Dr. Daniels specializes in cosmetic, plastic, plastic, and reconstructive surgery, and is always the favorite kid stock for pediatric trauma and other plastic surgery needs. In addition to surgery for all ages, his practice also includes many aesthetic options such as lasers, fillers, neurotoxins, skin care, fat reduction, skin tightening, and more. Thank you for being with us today, Dr. Daniels. Thank you for having me, Lee. You know, it's it's interesting over the years when I think of plastic surgery, I think I think of, you know, the reconstructive or the, the facelift. And and now what I hear people talk about for skincare is so is such a different subject. Yes, in the in the past, everybody always somewhere around 35, 40, 45 years old would run to the plastic surgeon and have their eyes done or, you know, that little nip tuck here or there. But now with both our expertise, technology, new devices that are out, it's just not necessary anymore. Well, and I think that's really, you know, that does my heart good to hear because I tend to be a little bit reluctant about surgery, and my first line of treatment would never be surgery. Not that I wouldn't get there eventually, but I wouldn't start there. So, you know what I noticed, because i at the Brain Performance Center, we see a, a lot of people that have anxiety and depression, and, and I noticed through the pandemic, they would come in because they were working from home and they were on all the Zoom meetings. And they would come in and we'd start our normal conversation. And at some point, it'd be like, Lee, I have a question to ask and I need an honest answer. I'm like, of course, that's that's what we do in psychotherapy. Do you think I need Botox? Do you, do you think I need this? Do you think I need my, excuse me, where is that question coming from? Well, when you're sitting there looking at a Zoom camera, eight hours a day, five days a week, we become really, real, really critical of the way that we look. And have you noticed that in your practice? Uh, so from a facial standpoint, practice has boomed because of just that. Patients were looking at themselves six, eight, ten hours a day on the screen. Everything from the way their brows are, their forehead wrinkles, their frown lines, how they smile, um, quality of their skin, even the brown spots that they may have, some melasma, all these things. Now, before they people weren't looking at themselves, 
It's what they would see in the morning when they brushed their teeth or at the end of the day doing their hair. And that was it. Now they're in front of, they're essentially in front of a mirror all day long. And so they even notice the skin hanging underneath their neck and the crepiness of the skin. So before it was very quick and fleeting. Nobody really probably spent more than a minute or two in front of a mirror. But now that Skype call is, or Zoom call is hours. And people have become even more critical of themselves. Well, it's something that happens to us all, and particularly people that are prone to have some anxiety or some emotional dysregulation. I think that we're much quicker to criticize and it's harder for us for people to react and self-criticism is the hardest pill to swallow there's no doubt about that yeah self-criticism is hard but also you know on the other end of it's you know your patient who came in and asked would botox help them there's actually studies out there that botox actually does help with mood so even forget the fact that they're looking at themselves and seeing something that's bothering them, even without them seeing themselves. Um, that ability of frowning being taken away does have a psychological impact to make them feel better about themselves. Well, and I think if, if it makes them feel better about themselves, it increases their self-confidence. It can increase their or modify their perspective, perspective on what's going on around them. And if that creates more positiveness in, in their life, I'm all for that. Exactly. Smile and this world smiles with you. Absolutely. So over the years, you've seen a, a shift in the way the services that are people are looking for, correct? Exactly. People also don't want as much downtime as they used to have with these bigger procedures. In the past, patients would get a facelift and be out of commission for two weeks. Today, with everything, with even the advent of the of the iPhone, everybody wants everything instantly and quick and fast. Um, or at least they want their downtime to be decreased. They want to be up and moving again as quickly as possible. So even they will sacrifice more treatments with less downtime over the one big one. Um, but again, I see the need for the bigger and bigger procedures significantly down. Um, there's a new device by a company called BTL called MSculpt as an example. Um, MSculpt actually a year and a half, almost two years ago, came out with MSculpt Neo. Um, an improvement of their original device. That first device, I had patients, I had one in particular that comes to mind that had had a tummy tuck, or sorry, she had had a baby. And after the, having her first child in her mid-30s, had a very, very wide diastasis, which is separation of the stomach muscles. And they were so separated that it actually felt like she had a hernia. She still wanted to have a second child. And really the definitive procedure to fix her problem at the time, or we'll say prior to that time of the advent of 
and sculpt was you need to have a tummy tuck. But if you're going to have another child, you can't have that tummy tuck. Um, because a tummy tuck is generally a one and done. Actually, in 20 years, I've never had to redo one. So I actually was able to offer her something that had absolutely no downtime. Um, she came in for four sessions, each one half hour. And that hole that was present, visible above her belly button, had actually closed down to the point to which she was capable of doing planks, doing crunches, um, without her, the contents of her belly bulging out through. And she actually just recently developed, uh, delivered her second child and looks great and is actually waiting till she can come back in for her um, scalp Neo now to get her tightened up since she had a C-section. That's amazing because, you know, we all take how we look is very important to us. And when you go and you have a, a negative experience or it, it's more invasive than you thought it was going to be, then you get almost afraid. You're you're afraid to go back and see what else you can do. And there's a lot of emotional trauma with that. So I think it's it's great that you do the type of work that people can can come in and feel good about what they're doing for themselves and, and feel the benefit right away. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, so let's let's um, talk a little bit. You know, let's talk a little bit about someone that comes in. And I mean, we're all getting older. It's the fastest growing population that we have. And we're all going to get there. So for people that come in and they feel like, you know, wow, I just, I, I don't look like I used to. And, and how old does one have to be before they start noticing that? Does that hit in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s? Actually, it probably starts hitting in the, I'm going to say, early to mid-30s at this point. And a lot of the reason behind that is actually, as we age, um, you're kind of what you take into your body and what you put into it via exercise. You actually think of it um, as almost like a bank or a credit card. You, you hold on to for a certain amount of time afterwards. So as we are growing and as we're aging, one example would be our bone. Bone actually holds on relatively well for people up until about 27 to 30 years old. And after that, our bones actually throughout the body start to shrink. And this is something that happens more actually for women than it does for men. And if you look, it's mostly women that go on the osteoporosis drugs. Actually, I don't know of a man that ever gets placed on one or has been placed on an osteoporosis drug. So as our bones begin to shrink, what ends up happening? One, people say that they're a little shorter. Now, they may not notice that until their 50s or 60s. But they also start noticing small things like jowling and um, the brows dropping. And this is actually more a result of structural bony volume loss than anything else. It's not gravity. It's not quality of skin necessarily. 
those quality of skin issues come usually into play again, probably more mid to late thirties, early forties for most people. So you're better off generally, if you can address these things in the beginning, addressing them even in your twenties to keep your skin stimulated, bank away more healthy, good tissue so that you can then maintain that out longer in life later. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I used to think about this, people in their 50s and 60s would be ready to start dealing with this, but it, it's, it sounds like people in their 30s is when it's happening now. And I think that when I look at the world that we live in today, it's so instantaneous and we know that we can get what we want when we want it. it. Over the years that you've been in business, what do you feel like has driven people from a just from a society level? What's created social change around the plastics work that you do, the surgery? One is, I'm fortunate or not, the media. So do you remember how you had mentioned um, patients having downtime and not realizing what that downtime was. In the past, a patient would say, oh, I'm going to have a facelift. And the doctor would say, okay, great. And they'd schedule them, uh, depending on you know, the, the practice and the doctor. I tended to be very um, detailed in what the patient would experience and how much downtime they would have. But when you started seeing shows pop up, like I believe one was called the Swan, where a patient would actually, regardless of me telling a patient what they would experience from, we would say a facelift as an example, or a tummy tuck. It's different to see what the actual reality of it is in person. So these shows, um, the Swan even now, I guess, botched is on, People get to see what happens to these patients, one post-op or as a result of surgery. And on the swan, I saw, you know, they would have a patient that would be out all bandaged up in a wheelchair. Well, patients weren't used to seeing that initially. So while even when those shows first came out, there was an initial boom to our offices, uh, it then died down patients, I think, became scared, but then they became acclimated to it. And again, with newer devices coming out that could rejuvenate them with less downtime, it became much more popular to so then let's, go in and see your specialist earlier. Let's talk about those devices that are coming out because you can get on Amazon and not not picking on Amazon, but you can get you can go online and you can find all kinds of devices that red light, green light, red, blue, green light, all of which and, and more different products, all of which talk about the benefit and how it can help your skin. And and part of me wants to believe that. But there's got to be a certain standard, a certain level of standard that needs to be met and that I think is what's so confusing for for even me. I mean, we all want we all want to look my skin. I want my skin to look youthful and healthy. And and if I can go and buy something and use it 
a couple of times a week and that'll work, sure, I'm going to do it. But that's that is so confusing from a consumer standpoint. How do you even start to think about that? So from a consumer standpoint, um, I'm going to, the way I would phrase it is this, generally devices that are available to the general population or um, your basic consumer, for example, off of Amazon, these devices are not particularly powerful devices. Um, They're generally either battery operated or they may deliver via an electrical outlet, you know, 110 volts, whatever energy they need to for what they're treating. But one of the examples that you mentioned was um, light therapy. For light therapy, they have handhelds, and there are some that are effective, but they're effective for the area that they're treating, and they need to be kept over that area for 15, 20 minutes. Um, treating only an area that might be a few square centimeters or a a square inch or two versus in the office we carry, for example, one of the uh, products we have is called light stem and they have what they call the pro panel. And that with that pro panel, I can treat an entire face with a lot more energy with again, no downtime in 20 minutes more effectively than what their handheld device would have to be used for probably over two hours. So come to the office for 20 minutes um, or use the device at home, holding it over that area for, you know, incrementally treating each spot for 20 minutes until you get your whole face covered. Um, If you're doing an acne treatment, if it's spot treatment, those handheld devices can work um, when it comes to light therapy. But again, if, if you've got more of a global problem, you need a bigger device and a more effective device to be also time efficient. The other things that I've seen online, um, there's the micro, um, the micro needling that's over the counter, where these are just needles that are essentially on rollers. Um, the issues with them are one, they're not standardized to depths that they should be penetrating when they're on rollers, they're on wheels. And actually rather than the needles going straight in and out of skin, they're rolling through the skin. So they're actually causing tears in the skin, not just little small needle punctures. Imagine putting spikes that were sticking out of your car tires. If it, if that spike were to hit the pavement, it doesn't just go in, it goes in. And as it comes out, because the tire's moving, it rips out of the tissues. So I've actually seen a lot of um, patients that have had more damage to their skin by using the home microneedling devices. Um, The other thing that I've seen is laser hair. In New Jersey, only physicians are allowed to use lasers. Um, and that may be an extreme, but it's also what's available for a device that is actually going to be effective and work. I know that my devices work for hair removal. When you look online and you see, oh, buy this device to do home hair, permanent quote, laser hair removal. 
they don't work. I haven't seen one that has. So these companies are allowed to market these things because they're devices and in being devices that probably don't do much, they get away with it. But, and it actually gives the actual devices that work a bad name, unfortunately. Um, same thing happens even within our own specialties when you get into unqualified people doing Botox treatments or fillers. Um, when you have, these are therapies, they're products, but it depends on how they're delivered in terms of how effective they're going to be. So when you see these Groupons for patients, you know, patients go online and they see, oh, Botox special or Juvederm special or even laser hair removal special. They need to make sure that these are being done by qualified people that have good results because otherwise sometimes to take care of the damage that's done is worse than actually having had the actual treatment done properly the first time. Well, I think once you know that you have a treatment done improperly, it creates fear. And, you know, it's people get afraid and they don't know what the right thing is to do. But at the same time, they truly do want to just, you know, when you're looking at when you're on camera, eight hours a day, we all want to be looking our best. And so I think that where it's it's almost like there's goodness, but at the same time, there because it's so easy and you mentioned regulation i know it's different in every state as to who can do what so when a client comes to you and says dr daniels i really i don't like this i don't like this about you know and i don't like this and i want this and i want this how do you put together your game plan usually most of the patients that come into me will come in with a specific complaint to start um, most of my patients are, um, have facial concerns. So average patient coming in, actually one of the, the most important things, even when I talked about it earlier with, um, the younger patient is actually good quality skincare. That in itself with a good quality skincare, you prevent future damage you can restore and improve some of the already occurred damage. Um, if they're younger, you can help build them up so that they'll have better long lasting results um, just by starting early. So one is address the skin. Then the other issue is structure, like I mentioned and structure, you want to restore things to where they were not Overbulk somebody if it comes to, for example, a filler procedure. Um, and again, skincare does not have to be expensive. Skincare could be, if it's a younger patient, a good quality cleanser and a good quality sunscreen. If there's somebody that breaks out, again, we may use a good quality cleanser, a toner. Um, sometimes we have to incorporate some form of retin, whether it be retin-A or retinol, um, um, in addition to. But again, these things are not very expensive things in the grand scheme of things. Um, I have patients that have come in that have uh, very serious melasma. 
and or just freckling or hyperpigmentation, which is also just another sign of sun damage. And they'll come in and say, oh, I want that laser procedure done to get rid of my brown spots. And they're willing to spend thousands when in reality, all they need us to do is go on a $450 skincare regimen that lasted them. That $450 was not for a month. That was a three, four month supply of product and alleviated anywhere from 70 to a hundred percent of their problems with only a small investment and no downtime because they did it on their own at home. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to put them on the path to get it done. And in our case, we monitor our patients. So we take uh, pre skincare or pre procedure photos. When it's for skincare, we use a system called Visio, which analyzes for fine lines, wrinkles, pore size, texture, UV damage, vascular issues and brown spots. And it's very objective. It doesn't know whether somebody is on skincare. It doesn't know whether somebody's not on skincare. It doesn't know what they've done before. And it does its analysis based on age, the type of skin you have, meaning whether you're fair, medium, or darker in complexion. And it actually even goes as far as comparing you to other men or women of your age with your skin type so that you kind of know where you rank against them. But again, that's just a gauge of where you're starting at and where you can improve to. Well, you know, that's that's such a great point. We've got a couple, two minutes left before we go to break. But I love because a lot of the clients that I talk with, both women and men, are so emotional about their presentation, how they present, and to have objective data that you can look at and use that objective data in your decision-making process on, you know, what what do I need to do and and when do I need to do it and and how much do I have to spend to get it done? So I really, I love the fact that you're using that objective data. At the Brain Performance Center, you know, my standard position is we do a lot of different things, but everything we do has a lot of science behind it. And I think a lot of people like to, they like that. They like to know that there's, that it's not woo-woo. It's very scientific in the approach and it's very understandable. And the last minute that we have, if you, if we could leave before break our listeners with one thought, what would you want that thought to be? I think it's always better to start early and maintain your youthful appearance than it is to wait to the last minute and have to turn everything back to where you'd like to be. That is a great, that is a great sentence to end with. We're going to take a break, but stay with us. When we come back, we'll learn a lot more about all the different non-invasive procedures that are available. We'll be back after these messages. It's Merge 
If you have a lot of spizzerinktum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a part of your favorite sports team, the National Hockey League might be for you. Did you know that if both goalies on an NHL hockey team are injured, anyone at the game is eligible to step in and play the part? Teams have resorted to using their coaches, team owners, and even their web designers to fill in for injured goalies. It's as simple as slipping into your breezers or hockey pants. The original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow dung. The fastest puck shot on record was clocked at 114 miles per hour. And I'd like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to the men and women of our armed forces serving our country around the world. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. Well, thanks for staying with us. In the second part of the show, there's so much to talk about when we talk about how we look and how our our skin stays healthy. And I mean, it's more than just our skin, although the skin is the largest organ we have. But, you know, it's our hair. There's just all kinds of things that we can talk about. But what I always enjoy is I enjoy hearing about somebody's personal success. And I'm sure you have more stories that you could share, Dr. Daniels. But we always, I know I have my favorite. Do you have yours? Oh, so, I mean, there's so many stories. The um, I had a patient who came in who was. Well, I want to. I want to give you a nice story. Um, let's circle back to it. Let's go on with something else, and then I think we can. I want to, I want to think well, on it a little bit. I think that's great because you know, and, and people will know their story when they hear it, and you want to be darn sure that it gets told the right way. I've learned that one the hard way. Well, one of the things that I think about is that a lot of times when people are making decisions in their life, they'll come at it from an immediate. I, I need to do this now. And, you know, I mentioned earlier the game plan. I think it's really important to have a game plan. And it's not, well, I have this wedding that I'm going to be in and I need to look my best. So just do whatever you can do. And I like the approach that you take. And you said, you know, before break is that, you know, if you start early and if you start with the basics, good skin care that you're laying the groundwork for what you can build on. So let's talk a little bit because I mentioned how confusing that it could be to buy different instruments uh, online or in a store. It's even more confusing when you start to look at products. How do you know what's a good product? And is what's a good product for Lee? Is that a good product for Jane? So, I mean, what if somebody wanted to say, okay, I want to up my game with what I do with my skincare, what would you advise? So, again, one very important thing is at, at a minimum using a good quality sunscreen. And when I say good quality sunscreen, I mean a physical block 
that incorporates zinc oxide. Um, I'm not a big fan of using these the physical or the chemical blocks that are in addition to um, these chemical blocks. While they do provide water resistance, they may allow them to quote last longer close quotes your skin is still the biggest organ of your body and i feel that putting these chemicals on your skin when they're not physical blocks um, when you get sweaty your body actually the pores open up and your body actually takes those chemicals in through your system and so again that's why i'm more a proponent of using physical blocks not chemical blocks um, so that's, that's an important thing. After that, it really depends on what you're trying to treat. While even the cosmetic companies push moisturizers, I'm not a fan of moisturizers either. And I look at it from what I was taught actually from by dermatologists, a few dermatologists about 20 years ago. And it, it seems to hold true for most people. Our skin is capable of producing its own moisture, but everybody watches the ads and the commercials and sees the uh, magazines with pushing of various different moisturizers that contain a lot of oils. And what I was taught long ago was that when you put oil on your skin, the sensors in your skin say, well, we're hydrated. So they then turn off and don't produce their own. And what does that do? Well, when it, when you start to feel dry, you slap on more moisturizer. If you stop that cycle of putting moisturizers on initially, especially if you've been doing it chronically for a while, um, there will be an adjustment period, but in the end, your skin actually is more youthful, um, tends to hydrate itself up very well, and your requirement for those things really falls off. Um, if you look at men, as men, we don't generally, I don't really know very many men that use any moisturizers, and our skin always looks hydrated, yet women are always using moisturizers, and they're the ones that tend to complain that they're dry. So just something so to keep in the back in, of your heads. Well, does that tie into nutrition? Because growing up, I can I can still hear my mom in the back of my head. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. How true is that? Very, very true. And I've actually become more um, in tune with it over the last year or two. Um, prior, I'll admit it, I ate what I wanted. When I wanted didn't matter. Um, and over the years, I've been in practice over 20 years now, every year you gain a pound or two and they added up. And I, I finally hit the point to which a little over a year ago, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm overweight. Um, I don't feel good. I get headaches. I'm run down all the time. And so I actually put myself on a, um, regimen that was involved intermittent fasting and also involved eating, I'm going to put in quotes, cleaner. 
a cleaner being um, a lean protein diet along with vegetables. And I think fiber from vegetables is extremely important on multiple levels and some healthy fats. And I kept myself on that regimen um, for a good part of last year. Without much effort, my weight came down, really not even incorporating any more exercise than I had been doing previously. I dropped about 30 pounds. Um, And again, it wasn't difficult, and I actually felt more energetic. My headaches essentially went away. Um, Again, I lost the 30 pounds, never felt better. And also, as part of the regimen that I was following, it allowed one cheat meal a week. That one cheat meal, the first couple of times, I ate everything. It was kind of like catch up on what I was missing. And boy, was I sick that night. (laughs) (laughs) So it it taught me something. Now, does it still mean I won't do my cheat meal? No, I'll still have. But you kind of, at that point, you, you start to recognize this is what makes me not feel good. And if it's not going to make you feel good, regardless of how it tastes, you know, is it worth it? No. Um, the other thing that I have also, again, noticed is our, our diets are very stripped of fiber. And I think it's actually a very important thing to have within our diets. Because one, it is something that fills you. Um, with our foods being stripped of fiber, especially if we're eating more processed foods, we're not getting in the fiber that we need. And so what do we do? We're, we're constantly feeling hungry. And so we eat more. When I have that equivalent of two cups of vegetables with my meal, I'm not really hungry the rest of the day. It just, the day goes much faster and I, I don't really sense any extra hunger which is, again, I'm not eating anymore. I'm actually eating less than I used to, but I'm eating better, quote, quality foods. Um, And I actually have also switched to more, when it comes to the fruits and vegetables, when it's available, I, I try to stick organic now. Well, thank you for sharing your story, because everybody you know, once once you get to the point where you you clearly can see that some changes needs to be made, everybody can do it. And I think you, I heard you say two or three times it wasn't really that hard. It's you know, and and you talked about the great results you had. So that's inspiring for our listeners, and that's also inspiring for people that do really want to to change their skin. And I know that when Whatever it is, it's some, for some people it's salt, for some people it's sugar, for some people it's soda. Whatever it is, it just does not agree with our body. Our body keeps score of everything. So I I appreciate these, you sharing that story. And these these fake sugars are no better than they're probably worse for you than actual cane sugar. Um, which is another problem. A lot of the, the sodas have not even regular sugar. They're using high fructose corn syrup, 
which I think is a major problem. Um, and the diet sweeteners, your aspartame, sweet and lows, they also are not, they still send signals to your brain of sugar being within your system, which then leads to your body wanting to uh, produce more insulin. And in turn, that causes more fat storage. So while you think you're drinking the diet drink that has no calories, you're still then holding on to the food that you've taken in in a different manner than you normally would. So it's not, it's not so straightforward with saying, oh, but I just had, sure, I ate healthy, but I, ate, I had that diet soda. Um, I've become more a proponent of actually just drinking regular water. And even with water, you need to be careful because you've seen in the reports now with the news of all the various towns and what's in their water supply. So if possible, I even recommend, you know, it doesn't have to be bottled water. You can drink from the tap, but probably even if it's a simple filtration system, some sort of filtering of the water that's coming in through the house just to keep it, try to get some of the various chemicals that are in the water supply out. Well, thank you for talking about water because, you know, the brain only weighs three pounds, but it's 60% water. And so many people come in and they're dehydrated and no wonder your brain's not working very well. It's you absolutely water is just a key for for our body for our brain another thing that i talk a lot about is sleep now i talk about how sleep impacts how the brain works does sleep lack of sleep impact skin not just skin but like you said it also impacts brain function so you everybody should be getting somewhere at a minimum of i'd say six hours if not seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a a day, a night. Um, That's just important. They've done studies where they even noticed that, you know, those students that will cram for their exam the night before and be up all night Mm -hmm. do worse than the one who actually may not have studied as much, but got their eight hours of sleep and took the exam. Well, to me, sleep is... You need that sleep to be able to process the data. And it's just part of an overall wellness. It is. It's important. It also, during sleep, you know, when you're awake, especially under stress, your cortisol levels go up. That also then causes issues with regards to skin, health, your organs, your hormone levels, and, you know, having a high cortisol level on a chronic basis is not a good thing. So when you sleep, your body, that's its time to recover and help bring those things more under control. So sleep is also very, very important. Well, you know, we've talked, the things that we've Um, talked about really focus on wellness. You know, the sleep, the nutrition, 
so there and there's so much focus on wellness, particularly women's wellness. Do you do anything with that in your practice? So there we do. There's um, a device within our office called Encella, also made by that same uh, company, BTL, that we uh, carry MSculpt Neo from. And they have other devices, but Encella is also referred to as the Kegel throne or the Kegel chair. It's completely non-invasive. Patient sits on a chair for anywhere for essentially 30 minutes. And it's the equivalent of 11,200 Kegels in 30 minutes. And I've had amazing results with that. I've had patients who I remember if it's your patient, I'll give a simple example. Somebody who has mild stress incontinence, coughing, sneezing, uh, jumping jack, maybe a light jog causes a little leakage. Those patients with this device, after six sessions for them as a general rule, have their issues completely resolved. So um, is it focusing on inflammation? No, it's actually focusing on strengthening the muscles of the pelvic floor. So you sit on the device and it's a chair and you can actually feel it doing the Kegels for you. So it's pelvic floor strengthening and it's using electromagnetic stim, not your TENS device. Um, TENS, those pads that patients would stick on themselves to help, you know, relieve back pain or muscle pain. But those only address the superficial muscle fibers. The Mcella chair, your Msculpt Neo, those devices use electromagnetic stimulation. And so what happens is, is that you're actually stimulating the entire full thickness of the muscle. And you're getting anywhere between 95 to 100% of your muscle fibers to activate and contract. When somebody's exercising, they're only capable of activating about 25 to 30% of those muscle fibers. So with the Mcella, if I asked you to do 11,200 Kegels, how long would that take you? Quite a while. This device does it in, this device does it in 30 minutes. Um, I had a patient who came in with actually more severe stress incontinence. Um, she was sleeping with pads. She was walking around with pads during the day. She actually said that she couldn't ever really get a good night's sleep because she was changing pads two or three times a night on her bed just from getting wet. And granted, she took more than the six treatments to get to where she noticed it. But what had happened was, was that she came in and she had actually done, I want to say approximately a dozen treatments at about session eight. She actually said to me, Dr. Daniels, you know, I didn't realize that I couldn't do a Kegel or I wasn't doing a Kegel. I thought I was, but I didn't know what it felt like. So I was just squeezing down there and thought I was doing a Kegel. After doing the device, 
she learned what doing a Kegel was and then was able to do it herself. And she said, actually, I've reached the point now where I can sleep at night without any pads. I still have some issues during the day, but I can get a good night's sleep now. Just for her, it was life-changing. And it was nothing invasive. There's no probing. There's no, you come in, you sit in your street clothes on the chair, 30 minutes, no downtime, and you go about your life afterwards. Um, and you do it anywhere from one, one to two times a week, generally for the six weeks. Um, or, sorry, for six sessions total, so three to six weeks. Um, That's life-changing for someone. The, that is, even with the um, M-Sculpt Neo, which is the, oh, with the Amcella, also not women-specific. I've actually used it to help patients after having um, prostate surgery. It helps them also strengthen their pelvic floor because after prostate surgery, men have issues with leakage. They also have issues with ED. So whether it's ED from post-prostate surgery or just because of life. Actually, the Encella chair has also helped men in that area. Um, we also had a, I had actually one gentleman who actually just came in in his 50s and I asked him, well, why did he want to use the chair? And he said, well, he just wanted to spice up his life at home. And I said, okay. So I said, no issues. He said, no, everything's great. And so he did a couple of sessions and I walked in and I said, so how's it going? And he said, doc, best thing I ever did. I said, what do you mean? He said, it was like back in high school. I woke her up at four o'clock in the morning and oh my God. I said, well, how'd she feel about that? It's like, she enjoyed it. Isn't this is that a great? year old guy. I mean, no downtime, nothing invasive. And so this gentleman was actually about um, 250 pounds, six foot tall, so heavy. He was so happy with what Emcella did for him. He actually ended up um, booking to do Emsculpt Neo for his abs. Now, he wasn't trying to get a six pack out of it. It just encouraged him. Because it made, he saw that that worked. And with the explanation of what M. Scott Neo could do for him in terms of making him stronger so that he could then do an ab workout more effectively, so that he could do a leg lift, so that he could start doing um, crunches and planks, he signed up to do that as well. And actually, he, every, after every treatment, because it does help with actually visceral fat as well was he would do his treatments and was weekly sending us back um, his results off of the scale of look what the device has even done in terms of reducing of my visceral fat and body con fat body content overall he said I haven't changed anything else. This device is awesome. It's not a replacement for exercise. It's a boost. So, even that patient who learned how to do a Kegel now can do a Kegel at the stoplights to ma help maintain her results. Well, those were great it's, it's stories not... to share. They really were. 
And, you know, I think about what that's so inspiring for people that that we started off talking about plastic surgery. And then when you talk about wellness and how you come at wellness and the different approaches that you can take, that that's amazing. We've got five minutes left in the show. Is there let's kind of anything that when people hear would go, oh, my gosh, I could use that or oh, my gosh. I need to check that out because there's so much new stuff out there. Are there new procedures? Are there new products? Is there anything that you can share with our listeners in the last few minutes? I mean, quickly, again, the the devices that I explained earlier, your Mcella, your Msculpt Neo, um, there's a device out called MiraDry, which helps with hyperhidrosis, which is extra sweating from underneath the armpits. That device, um, it's a single treatment. It takes approximately an hour to an hour and a half and done under local anesthesia. And it's an 80% reduction in sweat that's permanent from the armpits. So for those patients who, you know, destroy their t-shirts and white shirts and can't wear white because they all stain yellow from that kind of issue. It's been life-changing for them. I had a patient who was really, really actually had even odor issues from her uh, armpit sweat, was using various, couldn't, nothing over the counter worked for her. She had her own concoction of coconut oil and baking powder and cornstarch that she mixed up and would apply every day. For her, she came in after doing her single treatment and said, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. Um, It was one and done, and she's a year and a half, two years out now, and still maintaining her sweat results. Um, That is another great story. I mean, that, that truly is because... There's so many people that's, that suffer from just, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal. Oh, you sweat too much. But it does when you get older problems or when you can't wear white, it does become a big deal. We've got just a couple of minutes left for people out there that want to learn more about you. Maybe we've got some listeners in New Jersey and they want to just learn a little bit more about your practice. How can they find you? Tell us in the last minute. So I'm located in Summit, New Jersey, and they can follow us on Instagram at Dr. David Daniels. So it's D-R-D-A-V-I-D-D-A-N-I-E-L-S on Instagram. I am also on, they can look us up online at DanielsGroupNJ.com. So www.danielsgroupnj.com online. Um, Online, we have a lot of our procedures that are available. Uh, One last one, just a technique uh, that I failed to mention earlier, was augmentation of the jaw. I do with a special technique um, that helps actually restore Thank you so much, Dr. Daniels. Thank you so much for the information. We really appreciate Uh, you being with us today. And I encourage our listeners to, to learn more. Check it out.
behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Thank you.